What's good, y'all? What's good? So, like I said, my name is Xavier Miller. I'm from Chicago. I'm the host of the Millionaire Mindsets Podcast. It's one of the biggest business platforms in the world right now. We got millions and millions of downloads. We've been ranked the top three business podcasts in America and started in Chicago. So, I'm glad to be home to do my first live podcast back at the crib, y'all. So, and I got my boy Jamal K with me. I'm pretty sure y'all familiar with him. He going crazy in real estate, so what's good, bro? Hey, man, just glad to be here. What's up, y'all? I'm Jamal, I'm 9 to 5 millionaire. Man, that's what's up. Hey, much love, much love. <laughs> so let's, let's, let's get right to it, bro. So I, 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 don't really, I don't really do the small talk, man. I like to get right to it. So let's get some, um, for the people in the audience, this may be their first time hearing you, seeing you. Get some, give some brief background on yourself. Man, so look, I'm going to tell y'all this. I'm just, man, everybody might know me as Jamal, the 95 millionaire now. You know, I got one of the largest real estate courses and make real estate real. But um, my start, my start was crazy. South side of Chicago. Um, wanted to make it to the NFL. I was trying to get out of Chicago. You know, my dad was a Chicago police officer. Uh, my mother worked at Cook County Jail. My brother was a state trooper. And I remember my family would always get together and they would always talk about you know, that police talk. And I was like, man, look, I'm gonna play football. I'm gonna make it to the NFL. I'm gonna take care of all y'all. I remember telling them, you know, Thanksgiving dinner, they used to always put their guns out, badges on the table. And I used to be like, man, I ain't gonna be me. I'm not gonna be a police officer. Man, long story short, man, I messed around and became a police officer. <laughs> Didn't make it to the NFL like 99% of everybody else. And um, I'm gonna just say this. It was this one time, though, I had a friend of mine that did make it. And my friend, he literally, man, he didn't even want to make it to the NFL. This guy was my backup. Didn't want to make it to the NFL. He ended up making it to the NFL, signed a $33 million contract when I signed a $36,000 contract with the Chicago Police Department. My man was making over $200,000 a week, and I was making $1,200 every two weeks as a cop. And I remember what I did, I took his life. I remember looking at him. I wasn't jealous, but I was mad. You know what I'm saying? I wasn't jealous, but I was mad. I remember looking at his life, and I said, I want to get a life just like that, but I knew I couldn't get it from football. Yeah, man. And I remember that if I didn't do something, that this was going to be my reality for the rest of my life. I remember looking at my guy, seeing him with his girl that he just met, and he was giving her the world. But here it is. I was with somebody I've been with since I was 14, 15 years old, and I couldn't even afford to give her the type of meal that was on the menu that she wanted. So that was the entry point for me where I said something got to change in my life. And somebody out here in this audience, it's the same thing with you. You got something. Well, what I end up finding out that we end up doing in life, we end up just saying, you know what, this is what I make, so this is what my life is going to be like. A lot of us don't get fed up. And I think that was the thing with me. I got fed up. I was just like, look, I'm not going to live like this for the rest of my life, and I'm definitely not about to subject my fiancé to, to go without for the rest of her life. So I said, if I don't do something, and so that something is how I got in real estate. I remember seeing, man, in my neighborhood, I lived on the south side on 76 in Hamilton, and I remember we used to, it was always, it was all black. And the only time we used to see white people come in our neighborhood was on the first of the month. I never knew what that was, though. I'm like, why, why is the white man always coming in my neighborhood on the first of the month? And I found out that he was coming to collect rent. And so I always thought back. I was like, okay, I know I can't make it to the NFL no more and live this kind of life. And so real estate was going to be the thing for me. It's, yeah, so. So break down that first deal. Because like you said, you was at a job. You said you was making, what, 36000 a year?
I'm making 36,000 a year, 1,200 every two weeks. So how you do that first real estate deal? Yeah, so it's crazy. My real estate broker, April, uh, she in the audience right now. Yeah, shout they, know, they know, shout out to April. Shout out to April. Yeah, so I'm gonna tell y'all, cause some of y'all getting real estate and you get impatient. Some of y'all getting real estate and you just like, man, I, I get people tell me all the time they looked at 10 properties and they ain't got their first one yet. When I first got started in real estate with April right here, we looked at 77 properties. 77 properties before I bought my first one. Now she could tell you, but let me tell you something. My first property, I still got it to this day. It was in Inglewood. It's on 55th Street. It's sitting on Garfield Boulevard right now. I still got it. I've had this property for about, what, 20 years now? Yeah, about 20 years. My first property was a, a four-unit building. It cost $125,000. It had $25,000 worth of re renovation work to it. Um, at the time, the ARV came back at like $280,000. This first property, my first property, and when we talk about that you're one property away, let me show you all how this first property changed my life. Just one property sitting in Inglewood. This building here, I was making $1,200 every two weeks from the police department getting shot at. My second one on the job, somebody tried to take my life, a 16-year-old kid. But this first building, after I renovated this property, and I got the money from the bank, right? You know, the bank gave me the money to purchase the property, and then the bank gave me the money to renovate the property. I think a lot of people don't get started in real estate because they don't think they have enough money to get started. But after I paid the mortgage back, every single month I was netting $3,000. So here it is. I got my police job. I'm getting shot at. Nobody liked the police. And I'm making $1,200 every two weeks. But my first property ever was netting me $3,000 a month. $3,000. So then when I came up with this whole big old thing about this life that I wanted. And so I want y'all to get this. And some of y'all need to do this. I bought a building for every bill that I have. I went here and me and my wife sat back and we came up with this crazy vision for our life. We was like, what type of house do we want to live in? I remember going to Hyde Park, y'all, and I remember getting out the car with my wife back when we didn't have no money. And I remember walking up and down the street in Hyde Park and looking at all of these mansions. And I remember asking April, how much does these mansions cost? And I remember her giving me a breakdown, not only how much they cost overall, but how much the monthly payment would be with taxes and insurance. I would take that same mindset and I would say, how many of these properties do I need to live in this mansion that's in Hyde Park? I asked my wife, what kind of car do you want to drive? She was like, man, I want to drive a car like Escalade. And this is back when I had a 1992 Chevy Blazer. <laughs> Y'all laughing, but hey, I had a 1992 Chevy Blazer. But I used to do this thing, man, where I used to have my wife, and I used to have her put her hands on my steering wheel. And I used to be like, man, how you like the way this Escalade feel? You like it? And I used to be like, man, just close your eyes. Like, one day we're going to get there. I would go back to my real estate broker. I would go to the dealership, and I would see how much this car note would cost. The, de the, 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 the dealership would say this car note was going to cost you $800 every month. I would go back to my real estate broker and say, I need a property that's going to make me at least $800 every single month. And then I would get that property, and then that property would pay for the car. I did this. I created this phenomenal life, one property at a time. Exposure. You exposed your mindset to it because you knew it was possible, which right. is dope. Right. So at this point, how many properties do you own? Um, last time I checked, so I just bought a property yesterday, a 19 unit. <laughs> so I just bought a... <laughs> hey, man, let me tell y'all something, man. I'm, and this is love. I travel the world, speak to all types of people. 
But it feels good to be in front of my people. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and the, re and the, the reason why I feel good to be in front of my people is because I have helped thousands of people from all over the country, actually all over the world now, come to Chicago and make millions. I'm not even lying. No cap. I'm telling you, I've helped thousands of people. And every time I do it, it damn near brings tears to my eyes that my own people that live here, they're not doing it. Y'all ain't taking advantage of it. So, but to answer your question, I got to count it out. Last time I checked, it was 380 units. Hold on, let me finish. <laughs> 380 units. I just bought 19 units uh, yesterday. So that's what? That's uh, 399. And I'm building a skyscraper in South Shore Ooh. that's got a hundred. Man, clap it up for bro, man. He going crazy. I'm building a skyscraper in South Shore with four of the black men, with four of the black males from Chicago. And it ain't, it's 187 units, it's a $61 million development. And I told them we should have called this development, we call it the exchange, because it sits on the corner of 71st and exchange. But we should have called it FUBU, because for us, by us. <laughs> you talking that shit, man. But let me, let, let me ask you this, though, because you're the nine to five millionaire. You was at your nine to five. How long did it take you to become a millionaire after getting into real estate? Yep, I tell everybody, man, and this is real. I ain't gonna lie. I wish I could sit here and be like, man, I had this plan. I was gonna be a millionaire. I became a millionaire by mistake. I'm mean, going somebody really understand that. All I was trying to do was live in a certain kind of house. I was just trying to drive a certain kind of car. Man, look, I was, my vision was so clear that we didn't even have kids at the time. And we would literally take the same blueprint we had for a car and a house, and we would go to private schools. My kids go to Morgan Park Academy, and my son, kindergarten was $19,000 for kindergarten. My other daughter, she's, uh, she graduated. Her tuition was like $25,000. The other kid was $20,000. Before we had kids, we went to this school and found out how much that tuition cost, and then we went and bought buildings for that also. So... I forgot what the question was. I'm about to go deep. <laughs> I said, how long did it take you to become a millionaire? All right, you so, that, that's, All right so that, that's what it was. All right, cool. I got you, bro. Stay with me. All right. So not only did we do that, we created this plan, and we end up, we end up using real estate to start a chain of daycare centers, right? But when I went to the bank to get a business loan, I will never forget this. I remember going to the bank, and at this time, I already had real estate. And we went to the bank, and the guy, he had all my financials. It was my first time I ever had to put financials together. And I went to the bank. It was right across. I used to work at 6th District, right? 78th and Halsted. Uh, LaSalle Bank, Bank of America. It was LaSalle Bank at first. They went to Bank of America. It was right on 79th and Halsted. I remember going in there, and I used to always go in there in my police uniform. And I remember my man, the lender, he was like, um, he did all my financials, and he used to always call me Officer King, Officer King, Officer King. And it was this one time when he did all of my, you know, my, my profit and loss statements. He, he looked at my portfolio. He saw how much equity I had. And then when he put it together, this was his first time calling me Mr. King. And he looked at me and said, Mr. King, you're a millionaire. Now, y'all, look, I was still in my Chicago police uniform. I had mud on my shoes. I was looking bummy as hell. And I, did, I always thought that when I became a millionaire, I was going to feel different. I thought, like, literally, I was going to be just walking, like, on streets of gold. I was going to be fresh. <laughs> I thought I was going to have, you know what I'm saying, a chain and all of that. But I was still looking dirty and dingy like I just got off of work. I was still smelling like I just got off of work. But that's what he told me, and I didn't even know how to tabulate how you're a millionaire. 
And then that's when he said, okay, Mr. King, this is how much debt you have. You know, this is how much equity you have. When you subtract that, 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 that goes towards your net worth. The equity goes towards your net worth. And he said, Mr. King, your net worth is 1.7 million. I was 26 years old, y'all. And I remember, man, just the feeling I had. And I was like, I was like, man, I was like, my net worth is 1.7. He said, yeah, Mr. King, you're a millionaire. This man told me I was a millionaire. And I was sitting back like, okay. And I felt like I was supposed to do something. And I, <laughs> but I was just like, I was still working my job. And so I was just like, okay. And then when he broke it down and showed me, and it was crazy because he was like, yeah, this property here, your first property, you got 200,000 of equity. And then he was like, this property here, you got another 180,000. He added all of that up until it showed 1.7 million. And then I said, okay, so this is how you become a millionaire. Once I knew how to do it, oh, I went in. I went from having a net worth of 1.7 million to 10 million. And I was still working my nine to five. And the reason why I kept my job. No. Let me tell you something. Let me tell y'all, look. And everybody always asks me, right? They always ask me, why you keep, why did you, why did you, why didn't you leave your job? Like, man, I'm a, you a million, why didn't you leave your job? And I had, I gotta let them know, and I tell them this all the time. I look at everything as a vehicle. The Chicago Police Department was nothing more than a vehicle. Real estate is nothing more than a vehicle. I own a chain of daycare centers. It's nothing more than a vehicle. I own one of the largest security companies in Illinois. It's nothing more than a vehicle. I'm a speaker now. It's nothing more than a vehicle. I'm an author. It's nothing more. All, everything is a vehicle to get you to your destination. But the reason why some of y'all are so quick to leave your jobs is because you made your job the destination. That's why you go to work every day and you get upset. I've never got upset getting in my vehicle and just like, oh, man, I'm mad. I'm in my car. I'm mad if I can't get to the destination. Your car serves a purpose to get you from point A to point B. But most of y'all never came up with the destination of your life. So if you made your job the destination. And that's why you're getting frustrated at work. I was never frustrated at work, man. I went to work with a smile on my face. I was making more money than the mayor, the superintendent, and every single supervisor that I had by the time I was 27 years old. Mm, that's a bar, man. So what, like you said, you became a millionaire on accident. So for the people in the audience, the people that's going to listen to this when they see it, what's the keys to becoming a millionaire but on purpose? <laughs> I like that. Look, first off, this, is, this goes with anything that you do, man. And like I said, I, I love my people. I, when I tell you I love my people, I love my people. But y'all, we, we are behind the lines, man. Do y'all know that the average net worth of a black family, not a black individual, but a black family is $24,000. The average net worth of a black family is $24,000, and the average net worth of a white family is $187,000. One more time. Say that yeah, one more time. the average net worth of a black family is $24,000. And the average net worth of a white family is $187,000. But yet, 2022, the spending power, the collective spending power of blacks is like $1.8 trillion. So that lets you know that money comes to us and then it comes through us. 
and it's going to everybody else. And so you guys got to start understanding that, you know, you got to understand that, that real estate is the quickest way. And I'm not going to say the quickest way because there's other ways. You can Bitcoin, all this other mess. But real estate is one of the most safest, secure ways to make money. So I got, like I got this shirt on where I say I keep my money in the bricks, right? So you ask, how can you become a millionaire? Stop putting your money in the bank and start putting your money in the bricks. That first property that I told you about, that first property, I bought that property over 22 years ago. And when you look at the net income from that property over the last 22 years, it has made me almost a million dollars net profit from that property. That same property, I'm only going to talk about one property, that same property, right now the value of that property is almost close to $500,000. That same property, and April could tell you, that same property just caught on fire. Literally, just caught on fire about a month ago. And the insurance company gave us a check to fix up half of the property, only half of the property caught on fire. And the check the insurance company gave us is more than what I bought the property from for 22 years ago. The insurance company just gave me a check for $255,000 for a property that I only owe 30-some thousand on. So it's about creating wealth. You guys got to understand that you're never going to be wealthy working your job. You're never. But yet, your job is, is, is there to help position you to get all of the things you want. Like, my job was not against me to buy properties. When I, I leveraged my job, when I went there with that uniform, like, if I went to any bank without a uniform on at 22 years old, they would look at me like, oh, this, who, <laughs> this nigga, <laughs> you know, who is this nigga? But I went in there with my uniform on. I used, I knew that people, I knew that lenders and banks and everybody thought the police was, so I went and I put this uniform on and I would go to these banks, I would go to these lenders and they would trust me. And so that, that's, that's the main thing. If you want to start at this point, you have to first off know what it is that you want. You got to know what it is you want and then, and I tell people this all the time, don't just buy real estate to buy real estate. Every single property that I've ever purchased served a purpose. Somebody think about that. I never just bought real estate. Every building went to something in my life. And I think you got to make it real for you. And I think that's the beginning point. And you got to think about the future. So here it is, police officers, or just people on their jobs, they work 30 years to get a pension. How much is that pension at the end? So you're giving this job so much control over your life. But with real estate, I looked at every single property like a pension. And then I said, okay, I get a 20-year mortgage on these properties, and when, he's, when I'm done working for 20 years, I'll have these properties that I can have for the rest of my life. And that will act as a pension for me and my family. Mm, that's game. You talked about the um, black family net worth and how quick we spend money. Why do you think that is? Uh, a lot of people, man, I can't say it for everybody, but just from what I see, a lot of people like to feel like you got money. And I think it's the feeling, man. I think a lot of people, especially like us, we think that it's so hard to actually make money. We think it's so hard to actually get it. So as opposed to actually doing what it takes to get the real wealth, I'm just going to make myself feel like it. I'm going to put this chain around my neck and just feel like I got money. I'm going to go ahead and get this car that I really can't afford just so I get the feeling of it. And I think that's the big thing with us, man. And I think we need to start looking generational, too. It's not about us, right? It's about, man, you got children and grandchildren. Like, the reason why we all sit here today in Chicago is because somebody, like, my parents came from Mississippi. Their parents was born in Mississippi, and then, you know, I'm the first generation in Chicago, and it's like somebody sacrificed, somebody planned, 
so that I can be here doing what I'm doing today. Somebody did that for y'all too. But it's like, who, what are you going to do for the next generation? What is the next generation going to say about you? How are they going to say that you helped change their life? So y'all really need to start thinking about that. Mm, we, got, we, got, we got nine minutes. I got one more question, and I want to give them a chance to ask some questions. So let's say somebody was in the position you was in when you was, what, 23, 24, and you were you making 30000 a year, you were only 22. What is your best piece of advice for them if they want to get on a similar path that you on? Yeah, start now. Start now. Don't worry about, like, the person y'all see in front of y'all today was not this person 22 years ago. Literally, start now. Don't worry about the get your why together. And this is what I always say. Just get your why together, the how and everything else is going to come over time. When you take your best, of, best foot forward, people going to come from all over. My real estate broker, I promise you, I just told her what I wanted my life to look like. I told her, I painted the picture, and I think anybody that's young, I would say start painting the picture to everybody that's around you. Stop. I know how we are. We from Chicago. We don't like telling people what we're doing. We move in silence. That's the old way of doing things, y'all. You know what I'm saying? I'll be talking to people. And, and people be like, I'm like, man, so what you trying to do? Man, you know, man. I, you know. It's like, bro, like, we got to get out of this Chicago mentality. You know what I'm saying? Ain't nobody trying to stick you up no more. You know, we got to start letting people know what it is that we trying to do. Because you never know who's right next to you and can help you. You never know who's in a position to help. We got people in here, man, like everybody in here should be exchanging information right now and doing joint ventures. Yeah, maybe you don't have the money, but somebody else got the information. And then y'all come together and y'all get started. But it's all about getting started now. Well, listen, if you don't start now, every year that you wait, you are missing out on equity. You're missing out. The biggest thing for me, I promise you, I didn't have no knowledge about real estate when I first got started. I just had a lot of faith. I just really believed. I, and, I, and the thing about it is because somebody asked me before, like, man, what's so different from you and everybody else? Maybe it's just that I believe. I went to Chicago Public School. I went to Bogan High School. I didn't go to no fancy school or whatever. I went to Western Illinois University, and I tell people all the time. Oh, that's right. That's right. I went to Western Illinois, and I tell people all the time. They ask me, what was your major? And I tell them I majored in football. I, and I just, the difference between me and a lot of other people is, is that I really seriously believe. I don't have to have it all figured out. I don't have to have like all of this knowledge. I just have to have faith. And then I, my faith puts me in front of the people that's gonna help me out and get me started on the right path. Yo, you should know what that means already. That's the best kind of notification. That's the sound of another sale on Shopify and the moment another business dream becomes a reality. Shopify is the commerce platform revolutionizing millions of businesses worldwide. Whether you're selling online courses or t-shirts, Shopify simplifies selling online and in person so you can focus on successfully growing your business. Shopify covers every sales channel from an in-person POS system to an all-in-one e-commerce platform. It even lets you sell across multiple social media marketplaces like TikTok, Facebook, and Instagram. Packed with industry-leading tools ready to ignite your growth, Shopify gives you complete control over your business and your brand without having to learn any new skills and design or code. And thanks to 24-7 help and extensive business course library, Shopify is there to support your success in every step of the way. What's incredible to me about Shopify is how no matter how big you want to grow, Shopify is there to empower you with the confidence and control to revolutionize your business and take it to the next level. 
Now it's your turn to get serious about selling and try Shopify today. This is Possibility, powered by Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash mindsets, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash mindsets to take your business to the next level today. Shopify.com slash mindsets. So we got, we got a little time for a couple questions. So if y'all got questions, feel free to ask, bro, right now. Anybody got no questions? Don't be scared. Go ahead, go ahead. Yeah, yep, got a development on 71st Exchange. We actually break ground. We're supposed to be doing a, I don't know now, Larry, Larry Lightfoot got, <laughs> got dumped, so I don't know. But we're supposed to have been doing, at the end of May, we're supposed to have been doing a ribbon-cutting ceremony. Now we have to see. You said, how do you get, say that again? Get connected, bro. Just, yeah, get connected. Yeah, I, I mean, bro, I teach. Right now, I probably got about 10,000 members in my real estate course, man. I, I got a bunch of them over here. I mean, this is, I'm an open book, bro. Like, especially people from Chicago, dog. I'm just, I'm Chicago, man. So we ain't like that. We ain't Hollywood, dog. Yeah, just come on. Just come on, get connected. Matter of fact, my real estate broker right here. Talk to her. Young lady in the white. I'll see you. You can make money in any kind of market doing anything, right? I got a flip, literally. This lady right next to you, she just sent me a contract. She sent me two contracts in the, within the last two weeks. I got a property in Woodlawn, a two-flat, that I bought for $45,000. People laughed at me because they said this place looks like it should be knocked down. I put $100,000 into it. I have a contract right now for $360,000. I got another property in Gresham. I bought this property for $70,000. I put $100,000 into it. She just gave me a contract for $350,000. I know that the market is there for a flip. I'm saying this is over. It depends on what. So I got a purpose for every property that I have. If I need cash flow, if I need cash flow, if I'm saying that, hey, I want to, you know, I want to. So I got three kids and I fund each of their accounts, right? I got Charles Schwab accounts for each one of them. And every single month, I put a certain amount. All three of my children are already going to be millionaires. And so if I say, okay, I want to put $7,000 or $10,000 a month into their Charles Schwab account, where am I going to get the $10,000 from? I'm going to go buy, buy and hold, and then I'm going to use that money to fund their accounts. But if I, need a, if I say, all right, I want to open up another daycare center, and that daycare center is going to cost me another $200,000, then I'm going to flip properties to get that 200. So it's all about you. It's about what you want from it. I tell people, it's just like when you started working your job. And even though the company, when you went on your interview, they was telling you all these great things about the company. You were sitting on the other side of that table, right, waiting for them to tell you how much they was going to pay you, right? It's got to be worth it for you. And that same kind of way in real estate. Every deal that you do has got to be worth it for you. Uh, 15000 Yep, I spent 15000 That was my down payment, but the bank gave me the money to renovate the property, and I saved, man. My fiance at the time, she was working at Enterprise Rental Car. Uh, she gave me some money. Uh, the police department 
they have what's called a uniform allowance. They give you like $5,000 for uniforms. I went to my dad, my brother, and I got some of their uniforms, and I took that $5,000, and I used it. I made it work. So yeah, it was $15,000. Nice try. <laughs> hey, that was the best question. That was the best question. <laughs> but you know what? I'll give you a little game, though. I will say this. I, so my contractors, I created them. I created them. So all you got to do is word of mouth. You get you one plumber. The plumber always knows an electrician. Or they know uh, HVAC guy. And then they know framers. And then framers know drywallers. Drywall, and then eventually you start putting these people together, introducing them, and keep giving them work. All right? And so that's how you put together your crews. I got some of the same crews I've had by what now? About 17, 18 years. They work for me all year long. They don't work for nobody else. Any more? All right, we got one more right here. Yep. Yeah, my man said, that was a great question. He said, how did I stay disciplined throughout these younger years? And I stay disciplined to the vision, y'all, to the vision. Like, if y'all think about it, how many people are here in their 20s? Raise your hand. Man, beautiful. I need y'all to do me a favor. Like, this is something I used to do all the time. I would sit back, and I would visualize how I want my life to be in my 30s. You got to realize that the reason, good or bad, the reason why you're in the situation you're in it's not because of what you're doing now. It's because of what you did the last 10 years. The last 10 years has led you to the point you're at now, good or bad. So then you got to think of it in this kind of way. If you are not happy with the way your life is right now, the only way you can change that is to get ahead of your life. So now you need to start visualizing the next 10 years. And then you need to start working towards that vision for the next 10 years. And so right now in my life, I got enough money, I got enough real estate, I got my house right now, I can't tell you exactly where it's at, but it's in the city of Chicago, and my house is 20,600 square feet. I got, a, <laughs> I got an indoor basketball court in the city of Chicago, an indoor swimming pool, an indoor nightclub, uh, I got everything that I imagined in my 20s. But the 20-year-old me, the 20-year-old me worked for that vision so that the 40-year-old me can live in a vision. So a lot of y'all need to start doing that. You got to understand that some decade of your life is going to have to be the one to sacrifice, right? So my, the 20-year-old Jamal sacrificed and worked towards this vision so that I could be living the way me and my family are living today. And so y'all think even with your, your weight, your health, your marriage, everything in your life, you have to get ahead of your vision. You got to get ahead of it. So that's what I did. So so we gotta wrap up, but before we wrap up, I just want you to let people know where they can find you. Probably become a, a, a mentee of yours, all that good stuff. Yeah, so you can follow me on um, Instagram. I'm all over the internet, y'all. Um, Nine to five millionaire. Um, that's on Facebook. That's on IG. Um, if you want to go look for my real nine to five, the number nine T O five millionaire. All right. <laughs> <laughs> Somebody said, where did I get the name 9 to 5 Millionaire? Oh, speaking in existence. Go ahead. Go ahead. I receive it. I receive it. But yeah, but yeah, so I got the name and it's funny. I got the name from actually, how many of y'all follow Eric Thomas? 
All right, cool. Yeah, so, yeah, Eric Thomas, CJ, um, you know, they used to always trip out on me because I kept my nine to five and I was a millionaire. And they thought that that was just amazing. And so they was jokingly saying, like, man, you're the nine to five millionaire. And um, it just stuck with me for the rest of my life. So everywhere I go now, people are like, man, they know me as the nine to five millionaire. Um, also, if anybody interested in checking out the real estate course, it's called Make Real Estate Real. You can, excuse me? <laughs> you can go to makerealestatereal.com. And um, yeah, it gives you step by step, especially with y'all being in Chicago. Like literally, I got people from Australia. I got people from South Africa. I got people from China. We got people from all over that's part of this group. And they are coming here. And they are buying this stuff up. I'm telling you, in your backyard. It's like y'all need to start making money on your own block. Y'all make sure y'all tap in on both. And to wrap it up, my name is Devin Miller. I'm the host of the Million Up Process Podcast. That's all we got for y'all. Peace.